Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas in for Key and Jay today. Morning, Harry. Good morning. Got to adjust my mic like I'm in the booth, Max, you know? Yeah, always. I do that. All- Key makes fun of me. He's like, oh, why are you touching the mic? Because it's not. You know, you got to get it right. <laughs> got to get it right. Position in the right way, right, right manner. So you, I can spit this knowledge today, Max, because, you know, we got a lot of knowledge to spit today. Got a lot, man. A lot. First of all, Justin Herbert last night, what's his name? The D tackle was, I mean. Christian Wilkins. Wilkins was, whew, that's a game record right there, he man. He was trying to be on him like white on rice. I mean, it was unbelievable. <laughs> but Justin Herbert, that boy, good. He's good, man. Like, because Harry, we already know he can throw the ball down the field, right? He's electric. He's, to me, the guy you put your eyes on. You're like, oh, last time I felt that way when I was just watching a guy throw was Patrick Mahomes. Like, Josh Allen has a bigger arm than anybody, but somehow I'm just talking about, like, overall arm electricity or talent or something. No, I know know exactly what you mean. Like, just felt different. So what you really want to see from Herbert, for me, is – a game like that, you got to get rid of the ball quick, constantly make quick decisions. I mean, Collinsworth pointed it out on the broadcast. Basically, they're telling him, Justin, you got to make the first guy miss because they're coming. Well, and it's very imperative because a team like the Miami Dolphins, from a defensive perspective, they're going to bring pressure, right? They're going to try to put you in some adverse situations and force you to get rid of the ball, force you to make Aaron throws. But Justin Herbert last night, man, from using his athleticism, um, eluding pressure, but being able to throw on the run, being able to throw across his body and be as accurate in, in doing so and had his most completions in a ball game throughout his career, which was 39, and had a hell of a game, a game that the Chargers needed, a game that I thought he needed, a game that that organization really needed to keep their playoff hopes alive, but he outshined to a tongue of a lower last night. Yeah, he always talks about, like, you know, Keyshawn Johnson's like, you know, formula for winning. Very Bill Parcells. Very right. You know, it's like drop back 24 times, you know, complete 17 passes. Don't throw any picks. And maybe you throw a touchdown, you run one in, let the defense do their job. That's how the complimentary football, you win more times than like, there are very few quarterbacks. You drop back almost like drop back forty times and let's win. That's hard. Well, it, but I, Herbert's one of those it's guys. Not, yeah, he's one of those guys. But I will tell you, Max, in the National Football League, I can probably count on one hand of quarterbacks that you can have. You know, games like that multiple times. Right now, you don't want to do it for an entire season, and uh, it's just probably two or three that maybe been able to do it throughout the history of the National Football League. Him, Mahomes, and if you had Aaron Rodgers, yeah. you know, guys like that. But that's yep. that's what I'm saying. That's the type of talent that Herbert has. So a game like that that he wins because a lot of those short, quick passes simulate the run. A, a game like Substitute that. Substitute for the run game. Yeah, that tells you something about Herbert that you want to know, right? Like you already know the, the high-end talent. Now can he do this kind of stuff? And he did it last night. And I'll tell you, one person on their football team from an offensive perspective that I think is – uh, not appreciated throughout the media and uh, just amongst the football gods, period, 
it's Austin Eckler. Because when oh, you have oh. a running back that can receive the football out of the backfield like he does, and you're just not going to bring down with one guy, and he can make guys miss in space, but then he's tough enough and strong enough to rush the football uh, from the backfield as well, it, it pays huge dividends for this football team because there's been a lot of times this season where Austin Eckler has been the safety valve and that safety net for Justin Herbert throughout games. It's funny because some guys, for whatever reason, get categorized in their own little category yeah. and aren't considered the best at what they do. So, for example, Tyreek Hill a lot was not included when people would talk about the best receiver in the game because he almost felt special teamsy, even though he's a real receiver, but he's so fast. Because Eckler also is not usually when you hear about the best backs in the game. He's kind of put off to the side, but it's really not fair to him. I, I remember having Marty Schottenheimer on a show I did on Fox Sports back in the day, Fox Sports Net, called IMAX, okay? Mm-hmm. This is going back 20 years, legit. It's probably 02, something like that, 03. And he comes on and tells me LaDainian Tomlinson's the best running back of all time. And I'm thinking, come on, man. And I started to think about it, and I thought, ah, he has a point. You know, like, <laughs> what doesn't he do? He, yep. Like, you can line him up. You could split him out wide. If you, you could do all types of stuff. Eckler is one of these guys. You could do anything you want. And it's crazy you brought up LaDamian uh, Tomlinson because he was actually at that game yeah. last night. I just talked to him at the Big so 12 on the, on the Championship brain. game um, when TCU was playing Kansas State. And uh, I know he's a big fan of Austin Eckler just because of the way he plays the game. And for a guy who is undersized in a lot of people's eyes, that's why I always tell people, don't, don't necessarily worry about your size. If you can play, especially in today's game, scouts and GMs, those guys are going to find you. And in the right system, you're going to be able to thrive like Austin Eckler is. Meantime, Tua, another thing that Key has been talking about that uh, a lot of people have been going at him about is Tua. Because you know how when it doesn't matter if you ask questions about a guy, people can smell it underneath. Are you, do you, (laughs) do you think this guy is as good as we think he is better or worse, right? So like if you, if you sniff me out, you know, I think Mahomes is even better than a lot of people think he is, right? Like you can just tell or someone else Kirk Cousins isn't – even though I like Kirk, – Kirk Cousins is growing on me. But I, most people think he's probably better than I think he is, right? Yeah. You could just sniff it out. But Key's whole thing was let's wait to see, not just Tua, but this Miami offense, see if it's portable. Let me see them do it in the cold weather. Not that San Francisco's cold, but you got the, the wind and stuff and tough defense. And, and, and let's, see it. let's see them take it on the road. They have this road trip. They stayed on the West Coast. Oh, they're going to beat – I thought the Chargers were going to win this game, and they did wind up with – now they got Buffalo next week. So is is Tua getting exposed in somehow in some way? Tua Tagovailoa, do you feel like defenses have figured you guys out? I would say they're well. The defenses that we've we've played have been playing exactly what what we've expected them to play that they've put on film, um, and you know it, it really just goes back to the details of how we play our offense and we're. We're not all dialed in with that. So we'll, we have to go back to the drawing board, figure this out. You know, Got to keep from losing. I mean, it sucks. Tua has been very accurate this year. He has, uh, he's, he's withstood, it looked to me like, two, conc- two big neurological events that affected him, right? Yeah. Like uh, where maybe, oh, is he still going to play? Is he going to have a career, all that? And he kept playing inspirational in maybe not wise, but inspirational. Um, but after this last little two-step they did 
has your opinion of him changed at all, Harry? Just a tiny bit, but I think it's more so because of, I think defenses have been able to understand that, okay, if we can minimize Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, our chances are going to be a lot higher to win a football game, and that's what you've seen from the San Francisco 49ers last week, and that's also what you've seen from the Los Angeles Chargers yesterday. Um, and the reason why I say that is because it's not like the run game has been bona fide. And I understand Mike McDaniel, that's his baby, the run game. But you look at the run stats from the last three games, Max, against the Houston Texans, 26 carries for 66 yards, one touchdown. Against the 49ers, eight carries for 33 yards. Last night, 19 carries for 92 yards. So they've basically been one-dimensional. Yeah. And when you have guys that are short, fast, quick in space um, – that, that can get open just about at any time unless a defense really, really focus on those guys and you don't give them free access off the line of scrimmage. And when I mean free access, you can't let people like Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill just have a run and start against your defense. Well, I don't care who you have out there. You have to chuck those guys, get your hands on them, make things difficult, make, make the quarterback pat the ball and all, uh, all kind of things of that nature. Miami lost. The Chargers win 23-17, but that's deceptive because the Chargers punched the ball out. Tyreek Hill happens to wind up with it and then takes it to the house, right? <laughs> but, but really, that 23-17 probably should have been, if not for that one freaky-deaky play. No, two. The 60-yard touchdown. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, that's two another, plays. That's right. But, 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 I mean, with that Hill play in particular where the Chargers did something positive, should have wound up with possession, yep. and instead they lose a touchdown, is probably something at least like 26-10. to 10. It's, yeah. it's really more of that kind of game. All right. Keyshawn J. Willemax, Harry Douglas in for Key and J today. Meantime, Brock Purdy. Mm-mm-mm. Purdy, Purdy good. That's coming up. ESPN Radio. I have a first start against the GOAT. It's going to be pretty cool. He made a ton of plays, made the plays that were there, made a lot of plays that weren't there. I see a quarterback that's really comfortable with what they're doing in San Francisco, like a guy that looks like he's been coached by Kyle Shanahan for more than one year. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Wise, the account that helps you manage your money all around the world. Dining in dollars, doing business and bought, wherever life takes you, the Wise account helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast. Wise is the easy way to connect all of your finances internationally. Buying that dream property in Portugal? Done. Freelancing in France? No problem. Sending money back to mom? Simple. All without hidden fees or exchange rate markups. Minimum fees, maximum ease, full speed. Join 16 million customers and learn how the Wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. You know, you can click more on the lower right-hand corner of the ESPN app. Scroll down to live radio, and we're right there. You're not tied to your car. We're in the middle of a segment you like. You got to go into work. You get there. Not nah, take us right with you. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. And by the way, Harry, as you know, KJM, we've been giving away. There was the 10K a day giveaway. KJM, 10K a day giveaway for 20 days of shows. Mm-hmm. We gave away $2,500 an hour to callers, right? And so altogether, it was 200 grand, or so we thought. We thought the contest was over. People were texting the winning word of every hour to triple seven, triple zero, entered for their chance to win. 80 different people won. Not everyone claim their prize that's unbelievable free money a little later in the show we got we're going to tell you how to win some of that unclaimed money right there's going to be some more be a part of Keyshawn J. Willemax Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line 888-SAY-ESPN 888-729-3776 ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper in college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper the one fans deserve so we talked about last night's game, right? And we got into, you know, what her, how good Herbert looked and, and Tua hasn't looked good the last couple of weeks and all that. Chargers beat the Dolphins 23-17 in a game that wasn't actually that close. Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I have been on this show, on this just in, on every show I've done. Hey, everybody. If anyone can drive the Shanahan car because of the coaching and the defense and the weapons and da-da-da, why has every other quarterback during Garoppolo's time there? Harry, everyone combined. Don't forget, also, they were like 0-7 or 0-8 when he got there. We're not even counting those losses, right? Yep. Or they, basically their run-loss record, we're talking about four different quarterbacks, is the, almost the worst in the NFL. So the Niners with those guys, one of the worst teams in the league. With Garoppolo, one of the best teams in the league. He must be doing something. Garoppolo doesn't look quite as good today as he did (laughs) before yesterday's game. Because Brock Purdy looked good when he subbed in for Garoppolo originally. He looked good. But now he's facing the Bucs and Tom Brady. And even though they're old and creaky, Harry, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. Who was better last night, Purdy or Tom Brady? Oh, this is easy for me, Max. And I got to take it back to the simple fact that you had Brock Purdy's family you know, before they even knew he was going to be the starter, buy tickets for this football game to go watch Tom Brady play. Yeah. Pump your brakes, the Purdy family. Pump your brakes. You're not going to watch no Tom Brady play. Brock Purdy said yesterday to hell with Tom Brady. Y'all are coming to watch me play. It was the Brock Purdy show, not the Tom Brady show. 35-7. to seven. Mr. L- Tom Brady was the closest thing we've ever seen in a, an all-time great, and he's the greatest of all time. To a Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. You know, late in the sixth round. You know, By the way, and I, round. And I, can I touch on this really yeah. quick? I do hate that name because how do you call somebody Mr. Irrelevant but who's, who's, aw- who's going into the National Football but League awesome. what a lot of people don't get to do? You know, what you don't want to be is the second to last guy picked. Then you're just <laughs> nobody, right? You want to be the dead last. At least you're Mr. Irrelevant. But that should be his nickname, right? Like that should, he, that should belong to him, Mr. Irrelevant. His dad yesterday, my son is not Mr. Irrelevant. He's relevant. Yes. He is relevant <laughs> than you ever <laughs> known. <laughs> he, I mean, the dead last dude taken yeah. in the draft 
going against the greatest quarterback who ever lived. Now, let's be fair about this. He has a much better offensive coach. Yep. He has much better offensive weapons around him. True. He has a much better offensive line and a much better defense there right now. <laughs> right? He's got all those there things going go. for him, yet and still – no, it's like, well, Brady had Belichick, and Brady then put himself in a great position. With, ah, I'm not trying to hear it. He won all those Super Bowls. Everyone could shut up, right? Yeah. Everyone could shut up. <laughs> Brock Purdy, two TDs, ran for another. First quarterback ever to beat Tom Brady in his first career start. Brock Purdy, how did you prepare for this? Just the reps at practice and all that kind of stuff, knowing that you're the guy going into the game. Um, that was a little different. Other than that, you know, my emotions and everything, just in my hotel room, studying last night and all that kind of stuff, it's, it was all relatively the same. Um, and then when we found out, you know, we're getting the ball uh, to start the game out, that's when I was like, okay, like, this is getting real. Well, let's go. And so that's why I'm saying, like, to sort of get hit on the first play, it's sort of, I sort of liked it. But other than that, um, you know, it was just a, it was another football game. Yeah, and that first play he's talking about, Keanu Neal came on a blitz, right? He didn't really decipher the blitz well. Um, they actually called a flag for helmet-to-helmet contact, and it kind of woke him up a little bit. But I love the simple fact that Kyle Shanahan didn't put the shackles on Brock Purdy and let him run the offense. Uh, third downs yesterday, this team offensively were four for nine. But it's the fact that he was eluding pressure, right? Joe Tryon Shyinka, he was going on a bootleg, right, a naked out to the right side of the football field. And I thought uh, Joe Tryon Shyinka was about to sack him. Brock Purdy eluded that pressure, then delivered a nice football to the outside of the numbers for a first down, cover zero against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, no safety help. You notice the safety, Logan Ryan outside against Christian McCaffrey, playing inside leverage. Christian give him a little double move. He throws that play for a touchdown. But you also have the stutter and go from Brandon Ayuk that we just watched on the screen, the touchdown pass that he stood in the pocket and delivered that. Was it a little short? Yes, but you don't care if it's short. Your job in that in, 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 in that moment is to get the football to your wide-open guy. That's what he did. He had other little, little areas where, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers brought a blitz. He understood that Debo Samuel was his outlet and went right to it. Those intangibles in a tight red zone, right? Uh, you, you have a man beat her out. It's zone coverage. He didn't waste any time. Tucked the football, ran in there for a touchdown. Those intangibles, and I, I will say this, Brock Purdy wasn't a bad quarterback while he was at Iowa State. Right. right? He completed 70, over 70% of his passes his senior year. But you need so, to see this at this level. Exactly. Where this the speed level is, is like this. And you have the, the, the type of players that you have defensively for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just thought it was a good outing. And it does lie the question, if Brock Purdy continues to play like this, what is the quarterback position going to look like next year for the San Francisco oh, 49ers? Oh, let's, wait, hold on. Let's not rush past, can they win the Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback that's never been done before? I, I think so. I think so. I, I think can't so. believe I'm saying this because the sample size is small. It's never happened in the history of football, but that doesn't mean it's never going to happen, right? Yeah. It, it looks good to me. And I told you about the Keyshawn Johnson, Bill Parcells stat line, right? Mm-hmm. I get a text from Key yesterday, so I'm like, of course, let me look up the stat line because <laughs> it, it must, it must the be formula, perfect. The formula. 16 of 21, 185 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, right? Let the defense do their thing. Rolled Tom Brady in the Bucks. Rolled him. So you believe, and I believe both, that this team with Brock Purdy at quarterback is capable of winning the Super Bowl. I believe so because of the surroundings. You look at the run game yesterday, they ran for over 200. That defense, listen, Max, that defense yesterday had a lot of Tampa Bay Buccaneers players offensively ready to quit that football game. Listen, you talk about hit, stick, see ball, get ball. 
everybody swarming, punishing uh, offensive players when they catch it or when they're running the football. They did that on multiple occasions. And here's the thing right here. You would think yesterday the San Francisco 49ers probably had five or six, seven sacks. They were that dominant without sacking the quarterback. But they got to Tom Brady. Tom Brady was just trying to get rid of that thing. So he didn't get sacked and didn't get hit. He still got hit uh, about seven times. So that defense is playing at a high level, and they're playing with their hair on fire. Oh, we're about to have an argument, Harry and me. Mm-hmm. Because Jalen Hurts is right now the betting favorite for MVP. Yeah. Should he be? Are his Eagles the best team in the NFL? From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And on ESPN2. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance. So that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make PrizePix the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepix.com morning, code morning, for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePix. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Harry Douglas in for Key and Jay today. No Huddle is brought to you by Omega Accounting Solutions. To schedule your free ERC consultation, call 800-704-2000 or visit omegataxcredits.com. Eagles at Giants. So the Eagles, they clinched a playoff berth. They blew out my Giants, and I figured they'd pull away late, but they pulled away early. Sound more excited, Max. Sound more excited about the Eagles. I understand it's your Giants. I'm never going to be excited about the Eagles or the Cowboys or the Commanders. Calm down. Jalen Hurts improved his MVP credentials, recording 294 total yards and three scores. It was his 11th game with multiple touchdowns. That's tied for the most in the NFL in 2022. Hertz is now the betting favorite for the first time this season to win MVP. According to Caesar Sportsbook, he is at minus 110. Mahomes, <laughs> who is better than Hertz and is having a better season, 
It says it right here. You're out of your mind right is now. Is now second at plus 200, and then Joe Burrow plus 500. Here is the Eagles running back, Miles Sanders, very talented back, Miles Sanders, at the postgame presser. Sky's the limit. Um, as, as long as we can control, we can control and, you know, not, not beat ourselves up. And I think we had a pretty clean game and all over all aspects of the ball. Um, like I said, nobody can beat us, I don't think. Um, just all axes of the ball, I think. Special teams, defense, and offense. Uh, as long as we keep doing what we're doing at a high level, I don't think anybody can compete with us. All right, we'll get into MVP later, Harry. Are the Eagles the best team in the NFL? Yeah, they are. Um, when I look at this team, man, you, you talk about the defensive side of the ball. Ended up getting seven sacks yesterday against the New York Giants. Brandon Graham had three. Fletcher Cox, Hassan Reddick, um, Josh Sweat. The way this team is built, you talk about offensive line, defensive line, in the trenches, that's how you win fo- uh, football games. That's how you win a Super Bowl. That's how they won their first Super Bowl uh, or the, the Super Bowl they just recently got um, with Doug Peterson. 2017. Yeah, 2017. Jalen Hurts, in the way he's playing right now, I think he's playing the best football from the quarterback position because, number one, he takes care of the football. He's beating you from the pocket, and he's beating you through the run game. Their design run game and the way Shane Steichen has been able, been able to draw things up for Jalen Hurts in those regards has been outstanding. On top of having the receivers in Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown, and I got to mention now, Dallas Goddard hasn't been playing these last few games. He's going to be coming back for this football team. Uh, you lose C.J. Uh, Gardner-Johnson, and I thought it was going to be a drop-off at the safety position. Nope. They just plugged somebody else in that came, came off the streets, and he's, had, he's balling out as well. Yeah, I mean, even last night's game, why did the Chargers really win when you get peeled all the way? That defense, all the replacements in the secondary were playing out of their minds yep. from the very beginning of the game. And the Eagles have some depth like that, it appears. Look, if the, there were two teams, one in the NFC, one in the AFC, where if, if, who, if whoever has the best roster ones, winds up in the Super Bowl, it would be Eagles-Bills, yeah. right? Like the preseason, you could look and say, Eagles are the most stacked team, the team with the fewest weaknesses in the NFC, Bills in the AFC. Now, the Bills have lost three games. Eagles have lost one. Like the Eagles are the one between those two teams. And if you had to say who was better, you'd probably give the nod to the Bills, the way their defense played last year, the way Josh Allen played last year. We didn't know if Jalen Hurts would be this even with A.J. Brown. He had to, he had to show this. But and the Bills still might wind up in the Super Bowl. The Eagles are waxing teams right now. All right, what's next? Texans at Cowboys. Cowboys scored late to avoid a major upset. They were lucky. Beat the Texans 27-23. Crucial fourth down stop in a Zeke Elliott TD. Helped the Cowboys come back to beat the Texans. Dak Prescott directed a 98-yard drive to Ezekiel Elliott's short touchdown run with 41 seconds remaining. Dak was 24 of 39 for 284 yards with a TD and two interceptions. P.U. And they tried to give that game away at the end, Harry. Turn the ball over. In the, oh. All right, here's Dak Prescott after the game. I'm damn sure not a fan of that. I think you all guys know that. Uh, it's frustrating. It's very, very frustrating. If you go back and all of them, yeah, some were miscommunication in the, in the past games. First one, try to fit it in too tight of a um, Try to get a hand on it. Ball pops up in the air. Um, the second one, my arm got hit. Yeah, unfortunately, I've got to find a way to, to take better care of the ball. Uh, but, yeah, damn, damn right, it's, it's frustrating. All right, he's talking about the interception. Suddenly he's throwing – Picks are an issue in Dallas. Yeah. What do you think, Harry? 
Are they winning in spite of Dak right now? I think they are because you have lapses when Dak Prescott doesn't look like a good quarterback, but then you have moments like it's a two-yard line. You need a drive to go down and win a football game, and he's delivering throws and making every throw on the football field. Uh, I do believe that defense is so good that they are winning in spite of Dak Prescott. We've seen them win with Cooper Rush, so I'm going to go yes there. You know, he doesn't give you the feeling, Dak Prescott, but I look at what actually happens, not at, not at like how they sound. I always thought Tony Romo was a hot dog quarterback, like in the sense that <laughs> good or bad, it was going to be about him at the end of the game. Yeah. What was that game where he couldn't hold on to the snap and so he had to run it in, Romo, right? Yep. Like stuff like that. Now he's the hero or he gets stopped. He's the goal, but it's going to be about him. There's something about Dak. Maybe it's just the position of being the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. There's so much that comes with it. It's pressure, It man. just feels like it's going to come down to him in the end, good or bad. Ah, you know. All right, we are running the no huddle on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. What's next? Vikings at Lions. So Jared Goff helps the surging Detroit Lions stun the division-leading Vikings, 34-23, even though I thought, and I think most, a lot of people picked, not most, but a lot of people picked the Lions in this situation. They ain't going to yep. lose every close game. Vikings ain't going to win everyone. Goff was 27 of 39 for 330 yards and three TDs. The Lions are now 6-7, and seven, quiet as kept. They've won five of six. It's their best stretch since their last postseason appearance in 1822. Oh, no, in 2016. They've scored 25-plus points in five straight games for the first time since 1954. Here is the Lions quarterback, the former number one overall pick of the Los Angeles Rams, Super Bowl-appearing two-time Pro Bowl-making Jared Goff after the game. Things sucked early on, obviously, and, and who knows how long that, that could have lasted, right? But um, trusted ourselves, trusted the work we put in, trusted Dan, trusted the coaching staff, and have, you know, you know we're almost back to 500 now, and who would have thought that at 1-6? It would have been a, you know, a long, long way to go, but... Uh, with that being have said, you know, we're 6-7, and, seven and the reality is we still have to win quite a few games to, to get into the playoffs. I'm sure we're doing a lot of good things right now, but um, we've got four more, and if we can win all of them, sure, we have a great chance, you know, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Have the Lions become the team that no one wants to play? 100%. That team last year in the National Football League was the San Francisco 49ers as, as they were surging. I think right now it's the Lions, and they kind of remind me of the team the Minnesota Vikings were last year because they lost a few games early in the year closely, and now you see the Minnesota Vikings there winning those games this year. Uh, when I look at this Lions team, offensively, Jared Goff has been phenomenal at home. You look at these wide receivers, DJ uh, Shark yesterday, St. Brown, Josh Reynolds, Jamison Williams was able to get a touchdown. The way they play, they play with a moxie. Their head coach going forward with the, uh, on fourth downs, having the fake punt. This team is scary to play, and actually they should have won six of their last six games. Remember that game against the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving night, the mixed uh, clock management at the end of that football game? So the Lions are playing some great football right now. When you hear about biting kneecaps, you're thinking this is going to be a defensive team. <laughs> They're not working oh, out that defense way. defense has been horrible this Yeah, year. right. It's, the, it's all, it's all yeah. offense. But um, I want to say something about Jared Goff. It was unclear for a while which quarterback would be the best out of that draft class, Goff, Wentz, or Dak. Goff, people forget, was in outskirts of the MVP conversation when they went to the Super Bowl that year through about two-thirds of that season, right? Then Dak came on, and Wentz came on like, okay, it's Wentz, and then it looked like Dak, and then Goff dropped out of the conversation, and then he gets traded, and it's kind of like, okay, now Wentz is no good. Dak, oh, are we sure that Dak is going to be remembered 
as a better quarterback than Jared Goff because these guys are still writing their scripts. Been and to a Super Bowl, too. He, Dak has, ne- has won one playoff game been in his career. Goff has been to a Super Bowl. Goff has been to a couple Pro Bowls. Goff is now with his second franchise, completely different situation, now starting to have success. Dak has been set up love his whole career. Like he's, not, he's been on nothing but good teams and in one place. I'm just saying, right now, Dak or Goff, I'm taking Dak. I'm not sure that when the whole story is over, it's going to end that way. I don't think it's over yet. Well, also, you look at the Lions, and a lot of people thinking, okay, the Lions have these draft picks, and they can pick a quarterback. The way Jared Goff is playing at home right now, you're probably second-guessing that and figuring out, you know what, we can use those draft picks towards something else, and you can feel like we have our guy here in Jared Goff. Goff or Kirk Cousins? I'm taking Goff. Me too. What's next? Browns at Bengals. Joe Burrow. I ain't taking anyone except Mahomes over this cat. <laughs> Joe Burrow and the Bengals beat the Browns. First time in his career he's beaten Cleveland. 23-10. to 10. That's their fifth straight win, the Cincinnati Bengals. He shook off a sloppy start Burrow did to throw two TD passes in the win over Cleveland. Joe Burrow finished 18 for 33 for 239 yards, ending a five-game skid, obviously, as I said, to their in-state Ohio rival. Here is Joe Thorough after the game on his faith in his receivers. So much faith in, in the guys that come in for those guys. You know, Trent and, and Trenton are guys that work really hard and know their stuff and are going to be right where I expect them to. Uh, and so that's, that's really what it comes down to. I see those guys working every day and have so much faith in them. I mean, answer is perfect, right? Like, perfect. Yep. What's the main reason for the Bengals' five-game win streak? I think it's three things. Number one, that offensive line. And that offensive line has had nightmares against the Cleveland Browns and Miles Garrett. They only allowed one sack yesterday. I think number two, Joe Burrow. He's playing at a high level. Uh, when he was without Jamar Chase, when he was without Joe Mixon, he showed that other guys can step up and they can, he could li- deliver the football to those guys. And last but not least, I think that defense. We don't give that defense of the Cincinnati Bengals enough credit that they deserve. They held Nick Chubb to 34 yards yesterday and this Cleveland Browns football team to 71 yards rushing. This is one of the top rushing football teams in football. So I think those three things is why the uh, Cincinnati Bengals are playing the way they are. Remember what um, Robert Sala said about Mike White? He makes the easy look easy. Yep. So does Burrow, but Burrow also makes the hard look easy. He like he 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 does all those little things a quarterback <laughs> wants to do, and he's got that extra. He's got he that extra. moxie, boy. He yes, to, he uh. does. That's the that dude. I mean, Joe Burrow going to be living his career deep in the playoffs. A lot of other cats going to yeah. have excuses, and he's just going to be deep in the playoffs. All right. There was no huddle. What do you think of that, Emmett? Golden, ESPN Cleveland, ESPN radio host with us now. Morning, Emmett. Hey, good morning, guys. So Deshaun Watson, we knew he was going to be rusty, right? Like, okay, we knew that already, but he finished 26 of 42, 276 yards. His touchdown pass was the only one the Browns could muster. And uh, the Bengals bottled up Cleveland running backs Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But he did take big steps, I thought, from week one to week two. Because week one for him, last week, could not have gone any worse, it seemed like, even though they somehow got out with a win. What do you think the offense has looked like with Deshaun Watson? You know, the offense has looked like it's kind of been uh, preseason mode, right? You know, I think Deshaun Watson was extremely rusty in week one. 
Uh, he said they were playing, uh, you know, one of the worst teams in the NFL in the Texans, so they were still able to get the W. Uh, yesterday, he looked a lot better, but the offense just not really clicking. Lots of penalties on the offensive line. Um, you know, the running game got stopped as the Bengals' uh, front four just dominated uh, the Browns, and they really couldn't find any rushing lanes. But Deshaun Watson threw the ball well, was much more accurate, uh, still, I think, is another week or two away from finding that chemistry with his receivers. But he took a big step yesterday, and I know he, they only scored 10 points, but they went for it on fourth a few times. But there definitely was some improvement from his first game to his second. Yeah, Emmett, one of the things that I actually love that I've seen from Deshaun Watson yesterday with defenders draped on him um, on, on a key third down play is still delivering the football to Donovan Peoples-Jones coming on, the in, on an end cut for a first down. That was good to see. But I got to ask you, looking at this Browns team, and right now you're looking at the playoff race and how teams are seated, you have the Chargers at number seven, but then you have the Jets that follow by the New England Patriots, the Jaguars, the Raiders, and then the Cleveland Browns. Are they playing at this moment right now for the 2023 season to see you know what direction they can go um, offensively, defensively, and on special teams? You know, I, I think they're they're trying to have it both ways. They want to uh, give Deshaun an opportunity to knock off all that rust so he's ready to go next year and they can make a real push to win the division. Um, but I think they also want to, you know, try to win and hang around. But it's going to take a lot for them to sneak their way into the playoffs. You know, they were – three and seven a few weeks ago. And at that point, I felt like the season was over because it's a long shot, not just the amount of games that the Browns have to win, but the amount of uh, teams in front of them that have to lose or weird things have to break a certain way. So they were trying to have it both ways. And you know what? If if this team could play complimentary football, they might be able to do it. But that's just been a difficult thing for them all year long when one phase of the game is playing well, either another one or the other two uh, are struggling. And that just seems to be the same thing that the Browns are struggling with right now. And it's funny you say that, Emmett, because, you know, in a lot of cases, you know, you can't have your cake and your ice cream, too. You got to choose one or the other. <laughs> and for the Cleveland Browns, they- you want to do it, though. If you can do exactly. it, you exactly do it. <laughs> so, talking to Emmett Golden, ESPN, Cleveland ESPN uh, radio host here on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Harry Douglas in for Key and J today. So, Emmett, you know, one of the reasons you guarantee a guy $230 million, even when he was going, you know, did what he did and all that, um, is that you get a premium at the position. It's not just what the guy can do. It's what he can do relative to other guys at the position, right? So that gives you the, mm-hmm. the, the advantage. So Deshaun Watson, when he left football, was a top five quarterback. The consensus was he's one of the five best quarterbacks on the planet. But even without the rust now, if he gets back to what he was, is he still top five? Because the ascension of Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, you know, Jalen Hurts. There are a lots of young guns in the league that were not either there or where they are now when Watson left. Is the feeling in Cleveland that once he gets back to what he was, which I think is a pretty safe assumption he can do that, he still has the position he once held in the sport? Like that he's better than Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, because he has to be better than some of those guys to be a top five player. 
you know, I think it's something that's going to be a lot of fun debating. Uh, I think that you could see it. You know, Harry referenced the throw to Donovan Peoples-Jones when, you know, we saw that throw. The thought was there's probably three other quarterbacks in the NFL that can do that. Now, he's just working on getting back to doing that consistently. But I think so, you know, and, and if, if not, then okay, he's a top six quarterback, right, you know, yeah, a top yeah, yeah, seven, yeah. which still isn't really that bad. Um, but, you know, that's what those are the type of things we love to debate. And we saw how talented he was last time. You know, he got a full season under his belt. There's a lot of great quarterback play in the NFL, but he's definitely in the conversation if he's able to get back to form. So, meantime, the AFC North. Um, Burrow's third in MVP odds. Hertz is first, then Mahomes, then Burrow, right? We're going to get into the MVP a little bit later, but real quick, who's your MVP right now? Oh, for me, it's, it's Jalen Hurts. You know, I, I just I, I like him a lot. I like the fact that you know when he got to Philly, I don't think he was looked at to be a guy that would ever get this team to where they are right now. I, I feel like they wanted to use him as kind of a placeholder, and he overcame that and really grabbed that opportunity. And um, I just love that story. And, and they're the best team in the NFL right now record-wise. So for that reason, he's my MVP. And, and Max, you know how things go. They like to spread the love around with the MVP. They don't want to give it to the you know guys that got it before and stuff like that. Um, so I think ultimately it's Jalen Hurts. But it should be a fun close to the season. I still think it's up in the air. Now, I want to shift things to another team in the AFC North, the Baltimore Ravens, right? Lamar Jackson went down. Tyler Huntley uh, found a way to win the game last week. He comes into the game yesterday against the Pittsburgh Steelers as a starter. Doesn't finish that game. Anthony Brown comes in. When you look at this team at this moment right now, how do you see this Baltimore Ravens team faring uh, with the rest of the games that they have on their schedule? Uh, Tyler Huntley probably won't play the next game. Lamar Jackson probably won't be there for another two or three weeks. Do you see them winning the AFC North and actually uh, potentially uh, having a bid for that number one seed? Or you see, are you, are you going to see a drop off with Anthony Brown at the quarterback position? I think you're going to see a drop off. It's a lot to ask uh, your third string quarterback to kind of keep you know the engine going and, and keep winning. Um, so I think it's going to be tough for them to just keep stacking W's when you got. Cincinnati coming up fast, and I think Cincinnati's playing the best football in the AFC North right now, and they're the healthiest um, at the quarterback position uh, for sure. So I I think it's going to come down to the last week of the season, but I just feel like Cincinnati has hit that stride that they kind of hit last time. They're playing their best football at the end of the year, and meanwhile the Ravens are dealing with injuries, and you just can't replace a guy like Lamar Jackson. Uh, And hopefully he gets back sooner rather than later, and they can make this thing interesting. But I just think it's going to be tough for them to overcome the injuries they have right now. Last one really quick. Does the Huntley injury affect Lamar Jackson in his return? Does that speed things up, or can Lamar still, you know, take his time and get healthy enough to be effective down the stretch? It's going to put a ton of pressure on him. If he's able to come back early and get some wins, then, you know, he can argue, I need a – fully guaranteed contract. So I think that adds another layer to this where I'm sure he wants to get back for his team, but if he is able to get back and get those victories and ultimately win the AFC North, then he can say, look, guys, I'm durable, I'm tough, 
and I'm deserving uh, of having a fully guaranteed contract. So I think he would like to, and I'm sure they're going to do everything they can to get him on the field. Uh, but you just don't want to do any long-term, uh, you know, uh, long-term type of damage to any in- injury he has. So uh, it'll be something to keep our eye on, but I, I think he's going to do his best to get back as soon as possible. That is Emmett Golden, ladies and gentlemen, ESPN Cleveland. Emmett, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me, guys. ESPN radio host, of course, Emmett Golden. All right. Keyshawn J. Willemax, Harry Douglas, in for Key and J today. You've heard Emmett Golden say just now that Jalen Hurts would be his MVP. Say it one more time for me. That's what he said, Jalen Hurts. Harry may feel a certain way, too. Is it like they say? Jalen Hurts incorrectly, they say? Or is it actually Patrick Mahomes, which is the correct answer? That's the question coming up. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn J. Willemax live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.